most prominent form for hip-hop. Wake your ass up. Yeah, it's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Your people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. Charlamagne the God. Principal people I can't believe you guys are the best, kid. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, USA. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It is Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Back to the work week. I know a lot of us had a three-day weekend, so welcome back. Yes, indeed. Oh, you were man. in Cleveland, right? Yeah, I was in uh, Cleveland for All Star, which was uh, pretty dope. I had a great, a crazy weekend. Uh, Friday, uh, shout out to Pepsi. We start, we stopped at a high school and surprised the kids. It was uh, me. It was uh, Fat Joe. It was uh, Darius Garland, who plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Surprised the kids. They gave him uh, a, a huge, huge check uh, for uh, the seniors. They gave him new band equipment, laptops, and uh, iPhones. So that was pretty dope. Shout out to Cleveland. And after that, I did the Versus, which was Allen Iverson versus Tracy McGrady. Did you guys see it at all? I didn't see no, it. No, but did, did they declare a winner in that? They did not declare a winner, but the fans said Tra- uh, Allen Iverson won. But it was pretty dope just to see those those gentlemen, you know, uh, giving each other their flowers. It was hosted by Taylor Rooks, Fat Joe, and myself. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal was the actual commissioner. So it was just dope, the stories going back and forth to, to hear their mind frame, what happened after the game. So I thought that was pretty dope. And then That's I, interesting that they thought uh, that Allen Iverson won, even though my money would be on AI too. But I would think that, you know, uh, dunks, dunks would always sell people more so than, than, than anything else because Tracy had some great dunks. Yeah, he definitely had some, some great dunks. They, uh, it was just their, their favorite moment. So one time he showed him blocking Shaquille O'Neal, of course, uh, Iverson started Stepping out... Stepping over Tyrone Lou. Yeah, Iverson started out with the uh, crossover on Jordan. That was his first one. And everybody was like, yeah, you, went so far, you went so hard, so fast, but yeah. And we know those. Right. Those are cultural moments that we all know. Right, right. And then I also went to... Uh, Dave Chappelle was performing. Um, <laughs> Donnell Rollins called me, and I should have known it was fishy when he called. He reached out and was like, Envy, you in town, right? I'm like, yeah. He was like, if you have time, come to the show. I'm like, oh, you know what? I have a, I have a three-hour break, so I'm going to come to the show. I went to the show... He was like, I'll leave tickets. He was like, I can't leave it under uh, Booty Bandit, so I got to give him your government name. I gave him the government name. Went down there, and there was no tickets. He pranked you. And it was cold. And I'm like, uh, yeah, Rashawn Casey. They was like, sorry, there's no tickets. I said, hmm, DJ Envy. Oh, I'm sorry, there's no tickets. So I called Donnell. Sold out. Right? Donnell's, uh, uh, what does she do for marketing? Heather. What does she do? Is assistant? What is, she, what is Heather? She kind of runs everything. She runs the tour, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So she comes out and was like, uh, are you DJ M? I'm like, yeah. She was like, I'm sorry. The tickets are sold out. I'm like, it can't be sold out. Donnell invited me here. She was like, it's sold out. I'm sorry. We'll try to get you on the next uh, the next city. And we said, do you know who I am? I almost started to wild out. I almost started. My, yeah, my, my blood pressure started rising. My face started getting red. Now everybody's there because everybody's looking and laughing. And I didn't think I didn't find it funny because it's cold. And then she was like, "Got you." I was on the phone with Donnell when y'all did that COVID prank. Got you. And then she she has when she laughs she snorts. So she was like, oh. and it was just funny. But they got me. So shout to Donnell. Shout to Dave Chappelle. They had a great show in Cleveland. <laughs> had a good time. Had a good time out in Cleveland. Camera. Got gotcha. you. What about you, Charlamagne? Why you ain't at work today? Man, you done took up 10 minutes. <laughs> that was I'm not about three to, minutes. I'm not, about, I'm not about to take up another 10 minutes. It was three minutes. Th- Why you ain't at work? 
Uh, a lot, but we'll, I'll talk about it later. Let's start the show. You done took up five minutes of time talking about Cleveland. Yeah, I know. It was, okay? It's a great night. Great Jesus experience. Christ. It's a big weekend. What you going to do, have me talk for five minutes, have you talk for five minutes, and we don't start the show until 620? No, I just want to know why you ain't late. That's why, why you're not here today. That's Jesus all I Christ. Know. I just want to know why you ain't not, here. He's very I, I got four. I, I got four hours to explain that. All right. We'll talk about it. All right. Now, front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, well, I mean, you were just in Cleveland. It was the All-Star game. So let's talk about the winners, what happened. I saw Steph Curry was getting booed in Cleveland. Yeah. We'll discuss all that. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. A lot going on this weekend. Yee, where you want to start? Well, the NBA All-Star game. Uh, so, the winner, Team LeBron, 163 over Team Durant, 160. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry at 50. He was showing out. Now, Steph Curry was That's also right. getting booed while he was there. And, I mean, he's used to a lot of chairs, but I guess in Cleveland, he's not a fan favorite, and that's because they defeated the Cavaliers in the NBA Finals in 2015, 2017, and 2018, but Steph Curry said he loves it. And he's from Akron. Yeah, if you, mm-hmm. well, yeah he's but and, Akron. he's actually he's, uh, he's born in Akron. He's from Charlotte, North yeah, Carolina. Let's bo- be clear on that. He's born in Akron. But, yeah. Yes, yes, but I mean, if you beat a team three times in the NBA Finals, uh, they're going to boo you. And that's why he turned around and gave him fifty. <laughs> he took sure he took all those, he took all those boos and said, "Watch this: sixteen three pointers gave you a nice little fifty piece." Steph Curry is, is one of the greatest basketball players I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like he's completely changed the game of basketball. When you watch Steph, it's like when you saw. Jordan for the first time, you know that's that's who I saw. I saw the Jordans and the AIs and the Shacks. Like he he revolutionized the game like that to me. Mm-hmm. Well, here are the boos as he and uh, his wife uh, Aisha Curry promoted their new show. What's his name again? Two-time MVP Stephen Curry. About last night is now streaming on HBO Max. Tell us about it, Aisha. All right. So listen, if you love love. If you like to laugh, and if you love a good date night, then this is the show for you. Eight episodes streaming now on HBO Max. Awesome. Thank you so much. Steph, I see you reveling in this. You know that just means love. So it fits perfect. <laughs> yeah, they booed him. Cle- they booed they, yeah, they, they booed all Those booed are the reason he got 50 points, 16 three-pointers, and he won. The All-Star Game MVP, the Kobe Bryant MVP Award. First time it was ever awarded ever. All right, and Macy Gray also did her own spin on the national anthem. LeBron James' reaction, he was trying not to laugh, and here's what that sounded like. There you go. I mean, here's the thing. That's how Macy Gray sounds. Mm-hmm. She, she's 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 always sounded like that. So I don't understand what people would slander in her for. That's literally Macy Gray's sound. That's her voice. If you don't like her voice, then you should have got somebody else to sing the national anthem. All right. And Donald Trump has a new app, and that app actually was on the top of the downloads in the Apple Store. It's his social media app. It's like a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I guess it's called Truth Social, and that launched late on Sunday. And 
That, I guess, is his ban. Um, that is his return to social media after being banned from several pr- platforms last year. They said it was top three in the Apple Store mm-hmm. as far as downloads, but you had to pre-order it or something like that beforehand. If you didn't pre-order it, you couldn't get in. But Yeah, it had some issues. It crashed. All, all kinds of things happened. So uh, let's see. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Keith from Georgia. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Peace, Key. Hey, what's happening, my boy? Hey, uh, I want to talk about the All-Star game, man. They did it right. Like, it was right before a three-day, it was right before a Monday off. Like, you know what I'm saying? The Super Bowl needs to learn from that. <laughs> um, Steph Curry is an animal. Um, also, I wanted to talk about uh, Euphoria and Charlamagne needs to get there another donkey of the day because there's no way they watch that show and think it's glorifying drug use. Right. Like that. At all. Show, bruh. As the father of At the all. Girl, oh my God. <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen next week, I, man? I don't know. What do you think's gonna happen next week? I got I got some I got I some know, theories. Bro. I don't know, bro. I just love watching that show, man. I look forward to it every Sunday. I saw the preview. I it think, looks like something's gonna happen to Fez. I think Fez is gonna die. No, I think Fez is gonna go to jail and I think Ashtray is gonna get killed. That's what I think's yeah, gonna happen next die. week. I think Fez Yeah, gonna man. I, don't think I definitely think Fez. <laughs> I think Ash gonna die in a shootout with the police because it looked like the police break in next week. And I read, uh, uh, I read what a director, or one of the producers said that Fez was supposed to die in the first season. He was supposed to be dead at the yeah, end, the season looked, finale of the first season. Word. Mm-hmm. He was a fan favorite. They kept him right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, brother. Hey, let me get let me get one of them. Uh, oh no, Charlamagne. Let me get one of them uh, black effect hats, bro. Oh, I got you, T- Taylor. Put but we gonna put you on hold. We are gonna send you out a black effect hat. Salute to Mitchell and Ness. That's easy. That's easy. Hello, who's this? Yo, yo, yo. This is DJ. How's it going, man? What to do, Envy? DJ, what's up, man? Get it off your chest, brother. Um, DJ man, what? Just I, DJ? Well, I'm the homeless DJ, man. I'm actually homeless. I'm in Atlanta. I'm in a shelter. Uh, I roll DJ up, homeless. Uh, homeless DJ, DJ homeless, whichever way it goes, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but I wrote a book, man, called The Hip Hop Holy Grail. I'm trying to see if I can get it on Black Effect Publishing. Well, it's Black Privilege Publishing, sir, but... Oh, I mean, email it over. E- email the manuscript. I'm going to put you on hold, bro. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Tank calling out of Pittsburgh. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yo, I am so sick of hearing about Kanye West on the uh, on the Rainbow Report. God talked about it today. Please. That's going to be very difficult. Hey, you know what's crazy? There's a lot of stories that we skip over with him. We don't even do everything that's going on. But he does have an album out today. You don't want to talk about it? It came out? Not really. Well, it's supposed to. Not really. That's going to be a difficult one, brother. 222. He got a show tonight, too, I think. And then he got part two with Genius coming out tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to be a little difficult, but I don't know if that's going to happen. But get it off your chest. 800 Part two of Genius. 5105. What is Genius? Oh, the doc. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or blessed. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Queen from Atlanta. Hey, good morning. Get get it off your chest. 
Are you really in Atlanta? Because I'm, I, I'm already said a bunch of y'all are not from Atlanta now. What part of Atlanta are you in? Well, I grew up in East Atlanta, and now I live in Forest Park. The, the part I don't, I don't know if that's Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> I ain't hear the whole song. East Atlanta is Atlanta. It's like let me go look on the map. Okay. What zone is that? What zone is that? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I was calling. You guys will remember me. Um, I requested some of your books, Charlemagne, and I stayed on on hold four and a half hours, and I never no. got one. So yes, I did. I actually stayed on the phone. I'm the one that called him the single mother of five, and I was telling you guys how I need help. Gave you guys my cash up. Now I don't know if the viewers don't believe me, you know, because I do <laughs> get some mean, mean stuff said to me, like you know, you know, I'm unable to work right now. Like that's the truth. If I could, I, I would sent you some money. My entire life. No, you did. Wow. <laughs> yes, I did. Well, I didn't see your name. No Charlemagne. No see the God. No, I didn't see no Lenard. You think, you think my cat? You, you think my cash app would say that? I didn't see Lenard. I didn't. I didn't see <laughs> you think my cash app would say that? <laughs> like you really think my cash? Something to do with you? How much did you? It how actually, much did you end up it getting? It actually don't. Like, like eight hundred dollars or something like that. Okay, that's a blessing. I sent you some money. It really was. It really was. But I'm just gonna give it to the people again. I don't believe people be believing that I really need the help. Like I really do, guys. It's not a joke. Like I'm dealing with so so much. Like. Still trying to take care of my mom, you know, she's on her deathbed, and I just try to keep a positive attitude. It's dollar sign, yeah, it's dollar sign QUI 1984. But I really, really want your books for my daughter to read to kind of uplift her and me as well. Um, but I guess I can wait. I mean, you know, I no, know. I'm about to, I'm about to tell Eddie get, <laughs> I'm about to tell Eddie go to you right now, and I bet you if you um if you go back and look at your Cash App. And look at the people who sent you money. You'll you'll, you'll realize which 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 cash app is mine. Really, I didn't. I, I didn't. If you read it, if you if you read it, you'll, if you you'll get it. But I appreciate it though, guys. But I love you guys. You guys, you know, keep me going every morning. I, I'm able to laugh and just listen to the viewers. Um, yeah, I don't know what's up with Amaretta. She doesn't know anything. Uh oh. <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, you Mama. So Hold on. No, all right. We're going to put you on hold. So We're going to come to you right away. Okay. Hold right on. away. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. She's online, too. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, and since people are demanding to hear more about Kanye West, you know his album, Donda 2, was supposed to be out at midnight, and we'll give you an update on what's happening. Also, why Apple has pulled their sponsorship from Kanye West. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy and Jaleen Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good hey, morning. can we take the time to acknowledge t- that today is 2 uh, 22 mm-hmm. That would never happen again in our lifetime. Big energy day. My good sister Debbie Brown said meditation is extra potent today. It's a heavy manifestation day. So visualize your ideal life, okay, and what that and what that feels like. And it's a good day to, you know, just create good energy. And if you want to create good energy, have someone from Baltimore tell you what today's date is, okay? Two, 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 two. That'll make you feel great automatically. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kanye. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
Well, being that it is 2-22-22, this is when Kanye's STEM player is supposedly going to be available with Donda 2 on it. Now, it did not happen at midnight, so a lot of people did spend $200 buying this STEM player because that's the only way you can hear the album, according to Kanye. And he is saying if you go to stemplayer.com to purchase that first Yeezy Tech product, he said they made $2.2 million on the first day on the STEM player. He said to earn that money, the album would have had to stream 500 million times. We did more revenue on STEM player without the album even being out than we would have done with the album being out or streaming. Uh, Salute to Kanye for his tech business. Um, But I see people celebrating this like it's going to change the music industry. And I'm just I'm just literally wondering how, because you're not buying music. You're buying this two hundred dollar stem player in order to get the music. So really, you're purchasing tech stem player, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're purchasing technology. Mm -hmm. So what do I do with this two hundred dollar stem player after I listen to the album? Like, I don't know anything about stem players. That's why I'm asking. Will there be more music uploaded to it in the future? Is this something that's going to be subscription based? Like, how does that work? Uh, I mean, I, I guess, for, yeah, we don't know yet, but I guess he's trying to figure out ways to make more money because he said today artists just get 12% of the money the industry makes. It's time to free music from this oppressive system. It's time to take control and build our own. In addition to that, he has a Donda 2 listening party and that's going to play in IMAX theaters. So you can watch that in the theaters as well. Now, according to reports, Apple did pull their sponsorship deal with Kanye. They're saying it was a $2 million sponsorship deal that they had. As you know, the Donda album release parties and the listening sessions, Apple partnered with him to do that. But now because they were going to stream this event and he's not going to have the album available on Apple, it kind of doesn't make sense for them, right? Yeah, it doesn't. I'm, I'm just really, truly trying to understand why I saw it. Like I saw a lot of music artists applauding this and I, I just didn't understand why because I highly doubt $200 for music is a sustainable model. Yeah, but you know what? If you made $2.2 million on the first day, I guess for the people that can get that stem player and want access to the album immediately, because I'm sure once it's there, people will figure out a way to Stream upload it. it. I'm sure he it. will mm-hmm. make that available, but maybe this is a way for artists to directly get paid from their music and make more money than they would. Like he said, it would be uh, and most artists would have probably have to sell like yeah, but you're not selling the music 000. though. You're selling the, but you're selling the stem player. You actually, this, it's the tech because no, who, who, nobody would pay two hundred dollars for just actual music. So you got to give them something with it, right? Oh, I'm sure we'll fig- we'll see what happens moving forward. But you know, it's it's interesting, <laughs> and I think it's not a bad thing to try. It's interesting new things. So we'll see. I mean, I think it's too early for us to know what the future plans are for it. So. We shall see. Now, Kanye has also reportedly filed legal documents, and that is to protect his marital assets after Kim Kardashian has filed for the status of being single. So according to reports at TMZ, uh, Kanye's lawyer fears that Kim might remarry and move some of their assets to different accounts since when she's declared single. And so they want to uh, ask for if either Kim or Kanye pass away. He wants to ensure any money that is owed to either party gets reimbursed. He's also asking that a judge block Kim from transferring any assets out of the trust they created together. And he wants Kim to waive their marital privilege pending a final custody decision. Additionally, Kanye wants Kim to waive any spousal privilege between her and a new spouse if she were to remarry, ensuring that conversations between her and and her new man about custody could be used in court. So uh, I guess he's trying to protect whatever. I mean, and a lot of people are saying, well, Kim got her own money. She's got everything going on. But everybody, nothing wrong with everybody trying to protect themselves in, mm-hmm. in this situation. Now, Soldier Boy 
actually posted about Kanye and was teasing him for losing Kim Kardashian to Pete Davidson. Here's what Soldier Boy posted. Kanye, wake up. Skeet got your bitch. What you gonna do? Is you gonna keep posting memes of Marvel versus Capcom? <laughs> or you gonna lay the smack down, lame ass? So you get tried to play me. You know who the fuck I'm is? I'm Big Draco. Now you're running around Hollywood crying like a bitch. Oh, oh, help me. F you, Kanye. Soldier's crazy. Well, he then posted <laughs> a conversation. Kanye West DM'd him and said, This yay, don't bring up me or my wife no more. Fair enough. And Soldier Boy responded, Or what? And he told him, You lame. I speak on what I want. Go get your bitch back. And then <laughs> Kanye responded, I need to send you this stem player. <laughs> You were the first to break Kim into. Refer to Kanye? Mm -hmm. Does Kim refer to Kanye as her husband? No, I don't think so anymore. She probably just calls oh, okay. him Kanye. <laughs> and yeah, then Soulja I mean, Boy said, listen. Technically, that's not his wife no more, right? No, technically technically it is. They're not divorced yet. He won't mm. sign the papers, right? Because yeah, he, so. he won't sign the papers. Mm -hmm. Right, and I know it's a process. Getting divorced is still a process that takes some time. So legally, they are still married. So legally, that is still his wife. All right, now Soldier Boy posted, listen, me and Ye is all good, just a little friendly jokes and fun. Don't think I'm against him. We spoke, we gonna figure it out. We both two smart individuals chasing our dreams. We both act a little crazy sometimes, but we know what we're doing. It's all love, never get it confused. All right, now Adele, according to reports, her Las Vegas residency is going to resume sometime in the middle of this year. And reportedly, according to what people are saying, sources close to Caesar's Palace, say that she is going to make about $150 million from that residency. And they're saying that Rich Paul is allegedly helping her work out that deal as well. And I saw they were both at the All-Star Game together uh, looking good courtside. So hopefully that all works out for everybody who bought those tickets and really want to go see Adele. All right, and Kiki Wyatt is expecting her 11th child, so congratulations to her. She announced over the weekend, my husband, Zachariah David Daring, and I are proud to announce that our family will be adding a plus one to the Wyatt bunch. They got married in 2018. Uh, she previously was married to Michael Ford and Ramat Morton, but now she's about to have her 11th child. I believe it's her second child with her husband. 11? Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, drop on the clues, boss, for Kiki Wyatt. Okay. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. Has anybody ever had a conversation no. with Kiki about, um, you know, because I, I, it's, it's so interesting. I remember maybe was it was last summer. Maybe it was last summer. I had a conversation with a, a, a woman who actually enjoyed being pregnant often. Like she she liked the feeling of being pregnant and, and, and giving birth. And I wonder if, you know, Kiki has that same mindset. Clearly she does, right? Yeah, I couldn't tell you, mm. but we do know <laughs> she's expecting her 11th child. Congrats so, to her. Yeah, congratulations. All so right, well, Kiki. that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, and let's talk about Russian President Vladimir Putin. He has ordered troops into eastern Ukraine, and they're saying that's, that's a peacekeeping mission, but most people do not agree with that. All right, we'll get into it's that crazy. next. It's, it's nuts that we're on the brink of World War Three. And, and it's like, it's almost like a sub story. It's nuts. Well, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. The Kings of Napa comes from the executive producer of Claws, and this juicy series has got it all. You do not want to miss The Kings of Napa. The drama unfolds every Tuesday at 8, 7 central on OWN. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? 
Well, the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, has ordered troops into eastern Ukraine. Now, according to Russia, they're trying to say this is a, quote, peacekeeping mission. But uh, a lot of people don't believe that is what's happening. And U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Linda Thomas-Greenfield, had an emergency meeting. They had an emergency meeting at the U.N. Security Council. This meeting happened yesterday. And here's what she had to say about what Russia is trying to do to Ukraine. In essence, Putin wants the world to travel back in time to a time before the United Nations, to a time when empires ruled the world. But the rest of the world has moved forward. It is not 1919. It is 2022. The United Nations was founded on the principle of decolonization, not recolonization. The consequences of Russia's actions will be dire across Ukraine, across Europe, and across the globe. All right, now, as far as the U.S. and the U.S.'s involvement, what they're trying to do is have uh, all kinds of economic punishment. So just basically have all kinds of sanctions so that the United States is not doing business with Russia uh, because of this. Yeah, it's nuts to me that potentially this could be the start of, you know, World War Three, and folks are just treating it like a, a, a sub story, like the invasion of Ukraine has has already begun. Like in and, and, uh, the USA, they promised a strong response to Russia, the USA and its allies. They said if Russia nuts, they're going to buck. So this is absolutely going to lead to some type of conflict between, you know, Moscow and Washington. Well, and when you've got also- people like Prime Minister Boris I was going to say the United States has also said, though, it won't uh, be dealing with this in combat. It'll just be with sanctions. And the United Kingdom also plans to announce new sanctions on Russia as a result of its decision uh, to move forward and, and have troops in Ukraine. Hey, man, I don't believe that. You know, Prime Minister Boris Johnson says Russia's planning the biggest war since 1945. We all know what war happened in 1945, right? All right. So World well, War II. And Biden, so like, and Biden has said if any assembled Russian units move across Ukrainian border, this is an invasion and would be met with a severe and coordinated economic response. So it seems well, the like invasion it, of Ukraine has begun. Mm-hmm. Like Putin ordered, he already ordered troops in the two breakaway regions of Ukraine. It's happening right now as we speak. I mean, I'm sure sanctions and all that stuff will happen. But I mean, damn, when you put 100,000 troops at the border of, uh, of, of a country with nuclear and nuclear weapons, I mean, ugh. All right. I think you need a little more than sanctions, right? Well, we'll keep you guys updated on what's happening uh, with Russia and with Ukraine. You know, people are saying that it looks like Vladimir Putin is trying to uh, give these false pretenses like Ukraine is being combated with them so that they can have an excuse to actually go to war. And from what I was watching on the news as they were interviewing people in Russia and people in Ukraine, the people do not want war. They want peace to be kept and they don't want to see people on both sides die because that would inevitably happen. None of us want war. Not at all. Especially something that could lead to World War Three. Hell no. Oh, absolutely not. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. All right. Now, 800-585-1051. When you were talking about, what is it called? The the, the Tinder Swindler? What is, what is it? Yes, Tinder Swindler. Now, they are saying that, um, according to Inside Edition, they're saying that Simon, who was the Tinder Swindler, I don't know if you guys have watched this yet on Netflix, Mm-mm. but he is planning to do all kinds of things. He wants a dating show. He's planning to do a podcast. And he, according to authorities, may have scammed $10 million from alleged victims around the world. So he wasn't interviewed for that movie, that documentary with the Tinder Swindler, but he definitely ruined a lot of women's lives financially with this, which then mentally 
uh, took quite a toll on them and they hate the fact that he is now out here making money and becoming famous and now he's on cameo uh, he's on there getting paid to do appearances and do personal videos he's charging two thousand dollars a video for businesses two hundred dollars for personal videos they said within the first three days he's made thirty thousand dollars people are getting birthday shout outs from him pep talks he went to jail for five months for fraud and these women feel like that just was not enough so what do you think about him being able to cash in on being a swindler. All right. I seen him, I seen him Ferrari shopping over the weekend. So let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Peace. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about the Tinder Swindler. I haven't seen that yesterday. I just started work, work, uh, watching, what is it, something Anna, what's that? Oh, Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna. I just That's started good, watching too. That. <laughs> that was Shonda People Ron, are but... mad. Yeah, Shonda Land did that. Yeah, Shonda People Ron were mad that. about her getting the attention that she's getting and making money. But I didn't see the whole thing yet, so don't tell me anything about it yet. Mm-hmm. But now let's talk about the Tinder Swindler. Yes, it's a Netflix documentary, and it's about this guy, Simon. He was pretending to be a diamond heir. And he actually has a new girlfriend now. He did an interview with Inside Edition. He's been getting all this attention. And he's saying that he wasn't a swindler. He was just basically a guy who wanted to meet women and date. But according to authorities, he may have scammed $10 million from alleged victims around the world. And he was definitely lying about who he was, borrowing money with no intention to pay it back, and uh, had women in serious amounts of debt. He did end up going to jail for only five months. Now, let me ask you a question. This is a serious question. It might be a stupid question. But what did he do wrong? Because I know a lot of people that lie, that borrow money, that say they're going to give it back, that they'll never give back. They don't get arrested. So what did he do that got him arrested? I mean, it was like $500,000. He had women taking out lines of credit and uh, borrowing money. T- and he was saying that things like, um, first of all, lied about his identity said that his dad was, you know, this huge diamond businessman and that he was an heir to that so fortune. He and he also promised to pay the money back. And also well, with interest. And, and he gave them people. fake checks. He gave one okay, woman fake a fake checks. check All right, that now, actually okay. she could not even cash when she tried to bring it to the bank and they wouldn't even reveal to her okay. why. So this actually did destroy people's eyes. Clearly it was illegal. He did go to jail. And he was sentenced for, I think, 14 months, ended up doing only five months and was doing things like sending a picture of his security and saying, oh, my security guard got beat up and I need some money right away. He's a liar. And I, He's a I can't let it be traced. But he's saying, hey, I was just trying to date beautiful women. What's the question? Uh, so the question is, do you feel like he should be allowed to make money uh, based off of his terrible behavior? Because some of these women are still traumatized who he actually uh, swindled. All right, 800-585-1051. Let's, let's start with you, Yee. What do you think? Um, I think that he should have to pay these women back. And if he makes any money, I think the money should go first towards paying these women back for things that he did. Because a lot of times, bad behavior is rewarded. That's one of the hugest problems that we have in society. So I think anything that he makes, pay these women back. Some of these women are still in debt and have terrible credit, and he's ruined their lives. See, I think whatever the court said, if the court said he has to serve five months and it's over, he served his debt to society. 
he should be able to get back out and tell his story. Now, if the court made him pay them women back, then he should have to pay restitution. But if he doesn't have to, he's not going to get out and start making money and be like, you know what, I have a heart. I'm going to give these women their money back. He's not. He did his debt to society. Now he's able to, whether you like it or love it, to do what he wants to do. He wants to write a book. He wants to do TV. He wants to do a dating show. You know, he, he served his debt to society. That's what jail is supposed to be, right? Yeah, I feel like women who are victims to this get shamed more than the man who actually did the thing or and vice versa. Now, people are mad that uh, of his time, but that ain't him. He didn't say, okay, I only want to take five months. The judge gave him five months. He did his time. Uh, that's my opinion. Charlamagne? Um, should he be allowed to make money? Uh, I don't know if there is an allow to it. Like, if people are foolish enough to support him, that's their dumbass. You know, I can't say if someone is allowed to do something or not. Uh, I, I don't agree with it. But what do I? What does I? What do I think matter? What What I think don't matter in a situation like this. I know we need to stop lying to kids. You know, and, and telling them that bad behavior doesn't get rewarded. I know that's what I tell my kids all the time. I tell them all the time that bad behavior does not get rewarded in this house. But clearly none of that matters anymore because we in an era that has zero integrity, no morals, no Correct. values. And we just try to justify people's BS <laughs> instead of calling them out on it. And we kind of just all accept it. You know, I'm like, well, you know. He's making money. That's his thing. You know, it's yeah. just, it's just, we're in a very strange era. I mean, uh, he, did, he did serve his time. He did his time. He did whatever <laughs> the amount of time the judge gave him. Now, now he's back out. And if somebody wants to give him a show to make some money, people are going to watch it. They're only giving him a show because people are going to watch it. If nobody was going to watch it, they wasn't going to give him a show. You know? Now, here's the thing. Um, I If you make a show about the actual conning, I understand that. It gets strange to me when a person like that steps out of that show and then becomes like some, you know, pseudo celebrity out here in these streets. I, I understand why we watch Tinder Swindler and we watch these shows that show us how these people con folks. It's it's intriguing, right? But it's like when you take that person out of that and then try to make them a star individually to that. Nah, that's but we that's do this, we do the same thing with drug dealers. Drug dealers who people could say made a lot of money. Uh, no, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we don't. No, we don't. We, we don't. watch the movie about them. We read the book about them, and then that's it, bro. We don't take them out and say, okay, now this person's a star. You get to be on Jeopardy, bro. Name them. Who's you, the person? You don't think when Big Meech come out, he's not gonna be a super duper star? Big Meech did thirty years in jail, envy. He's still in jail now, but you don't think if he comes out, he's gonna be a superstar? Oh, he's gonna be. But he did his time. He did thirty plus years. And this dude did his time, but instead, and, and 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 the reason Big and the reason Big Meech is gonna be a star is because culturally they did a they did a TV show about his life. He gets mentioned in all these rap records. He know all these rappers. Big Meech is one in a million when it comes to drug dealers. Frank Lucas wasn't no damn star. Mubby Johnson wasn't no star. He told me the name. Like, we told outside you the name. Of the we told you the name. One one was Big Meech. But let's go to the phone lines, man. Hello, who's this? It's the problem. You see how you just justified some BS? No, you just said main one. I tell you, when Big Meech come on, he's gonna be a star, hands down. He gonna do. But it's reasons for that. Envy, it's nuance to it. Think about all the things that's around Big Meech. Doesn't matter. He did something illegal. When he gets home, he get rewarded. Same thing with, with homie. He did his time. Once you do your no, time, you gotta different. let people that's get different. back in civilization. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. It's Kayla. Kayla, good morning. What's your thoughts? My thoughts is that they gave him a platform to make legit money, which is kind of messed up, but it's better than him taking innocent people's money. So it is what it is. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Mama. And he did go to jail for defrauding these women. I feel like there should be some restitution of that money. Because that's what he went to jail for. There should be some restitution, but if the judge didn't give it to him, is he going to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm out now. Let me just give my own restitution. He's not. 
Mm-hmm. He gonna do his time, and he's out. And by the way, he's free and clear. What is he? What is he getting? What is he getting paid for again? Is he getting paid for telling his story? Oh no, no. Well, he wants his own dating show, and he's planning to do a see, podcast. That's, no, see, that's stupid. He's planning to do a book. And so listen, if you if he's doing a book, fine. If you're doing a documentary, fine. But uh, when you take, like I said, when you take somebody out of that and try to make them a star, like oh, he's just on a dating show now, no. And he also doesn't no, think he was wrong, even that. though he did get sentenced for defraud. He said all he was doing was meeting women and he didn't do anything wrong. 800-585-1051. We're talking about the Tinder. What is it? The Tinder? Tinder Swindler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're asking. He's out now. He did his time and he's getting all these opportunities. He's getting paid for a lot of things. Is that right? Let's he's talk about He's on Cameo it. giving shout outs. He made $30,000 already. Jeez. That fast. All right. It's the and, see, I, and, and you And you can't be mad at that because that's, that's people... Paying him. him. Yep. That's his. That's they dumbass. Mm-hmm. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know when they're Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us. We're talking about the Tinder swindler. Now, who is that and what's going on with him? Yes, it's this guy, Simon, and it's a Netflix documentary that's based on him. He did not get interviewed for this documentary. He refused, but they did talk to women who he uh, scammed. According to authorities, he may have scammed $10 million from alleged victims. These women, uh, it's three women that they featured. They believed that he was a son of a billionaire Israeli diamond mogul. They fell in love with him. They went on to lend him nearly $500,000 combined, and they never saw the money again. Uh, still in debt, still having issues with their finances because of him. He went to jail for five months. He got out early because it was, uh, you know, for good behavior. And now, now can, I, can I be honest? And, I, and, and hold on. Can I want to I go back to your point about Big Meech, mm-hmm. right? Because <laughs> drug dealers aren't given those opportunities. Big Meech is a rare exception because of culturally what has happened around him. So a lot of people will definitely know him. But to Angeli, what Angelie was saying, they're not going to get Big Meech no damn dating show. <laughs> like they, the powers that be would never give Big Meech a dating show, so they wouldn't even reward somebody yeah, like Big Meech, even though Big Meech paid his debt to society. Tinder Swindler was dating, that's why they gave him a dating show. But when Big Meech came home, Big Meech is going to have an opportunity to do a lot of things that he wants to do because of who he is and what he means to our culture. He's going to be able to do a lot. If he he might get a, a record label, it doesn't matter. He's gonna he's gonna be a star but when he comes out, hands down. And he, but that's a but but that's a very rare exception, and he's somebody who did thirty plus years. He paid his debt to society. Like I said about the tinless swindler, should he be allowed to make money? I don't know if there is an allow in it. If people are foolish enough to support him, that's their dumbass. But I can't compare the tinless swindler, the big meat yeah, man. No, but I'm just saying, Jesus the, Christ, the tinless swindler is. I'm, I'm not comparing him, but you said somebody who did a crime and is a star. The tinless swindler, he did his t- he did his time. Now, Big Meech got and by, a, a, and a also, whole lot more time, about, about, but and, he did get it. He did and also, you, you're also speaking about a hypothetical situation that hasn't happened yet. I don't think they drug dealers are given those opportunities. I think that a lot of times when those brothers come home, they get labeled drug dealers for the rest of their life. They don't even allow them to make that proper transition. I don't see this happening to a black drug dealer. Well, let's that's, see that's what, just my opinion. Let's talk to some of our listeners. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Dan calling from Illinois. Good morning. How you feeling? Um, good morning. I'm good, DJ Envy. Thanks for asking. What's your thoughts? My thoughts is I think he should milk everything that's coming his way. First of all, uh, <laughs> Netflix didn't give him no paper off. 
his documentary. Secondly, women been swindling men for years, so the fact that he swindled a few dummies off of Tinder don't make him a bad person. <laughs> See, and it is so true that we we really shame these victims who trusted the person that they met because if you see how he did it, he was first flying them on private jets, telling them they had this. Then they were feeling like his life was in danger. So he they were sending money to help him out in a situation that they thought his life was in danger. And I feel yeah, like we make these women feel bad for trusting someone. They bought the dream. But even the, um, you look at the Wolf of Wall Street. He went to jail for how long? He came out and he's still doing his thing. He did a whole movie. He did a whole movie <laughs> and a book. And a book. Did he get? He did a bunch of people. He did Once again, he's a white man. White men who commit these white collar crimes get those kind of opportunities. I don't think a black drug dealer will get that kind of opportunity. Period. Prove me wrong. Show me. I'm just telling you. You said that not too many times I made stars. I said exactly what I said. Okay, ladies. I said exactly enough. what I said. But now you said <laughs> once it's again. About race. But before you just said those people that got locked up, and I'm just naming a couple of people that got locked up. I did not say that. You I did not say that. What I said before? was what, what. Hello. How are you? Good. It's Mitra in my own lane, driving fast. What's up, y'all? Good morning. Oh, okay. What's up in my own lane, driving fast? Ow. Okay, I watched the Tinder Swindler, and um, those women were fools. Like, if you borrow fifty dollars from me and you don't pay me back, I'm not gonna give you twenty thousand more. I agree. <laughs> that when I was looking at the Anna making Anna, whatever that thing's called, I'm like, Anna. how many times has she ain't got it that you're gonna say, "Well, I'm not." Nah. You're not gonna you're not gonna get that out of me. But I feel sorry for them. But I mean, hey, he got to he got to get it how he lives. Okay, go for it. Yeah, but I, I do feel bad for the girls. But I, I'm I'm just sorry. I'm not giving out that much money without um, being paid back. Period. And I see a lot of people saying, "I would have never done that. I would have never fell for that." Well, I don't know because I know some people that fall off a dumber stuff than that. So <laughs> I don't <Right>. know. <laughs> All right, I love y'all. What's up, Uncle Doctor Charlemagne? Uncle Doctor, I love you more, Queen. Peace. How are you? Hello. Who's this? Hey, this is E from CT. E from CT. What's your thoughts, brother? Well, I think that this is funny that this is even a story. If if Simon was Simone, then this wouldn't even be a story. This would just be a regular thing that happened. And now everybody's getting all bothered. Who is Simon? The fact that this... The uh, tennis winner. His, his real name is Simon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, the tender swindler. It's just funny that it's when it's, it's double standards. When they see a man doing it, it's crazy. Now it's all wrong, but it's no wronger than anyone else who's applauded for it. So you think if it was a, a woman swindling a man, people wouldn't make a big deal out of it? It would be. If that probably happened on All Star Weekend two days ago. That probably happened <laughs> five times. I'm, I'm sure that probably happened. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, if somebody's enemies around them right now, somebody's enemies is after them right now. But it's just because it's a man, then the enemies don't exist. But when it's a woman, then the enemies is, you know, the car payments they didn't exist. It's just crazy. All right, well, thank you, brother. All right, what's the moral of the story? Um, I don't. I, I guess I mean, the moral like of the said, story man, is that it, we ain't it, got it, no morals as a society. Yeah, I mean, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> you can't be. You can I mean, I can't. I can't say somebody's allowed. To make money, like I don't know if there's an allowing it. If people want to support this, then they support it. You know, like I said, I have no problem somebody making money off their life, their story. But when you take them out of that and try to just make them some star outside of the confines of their story, that's when it gets it gets a little nutty to me. But I know for a fact they wouldn't allow a drug dealer to make that kind of transition. White collar criminals, they always get to make that kind of transition. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way, Yes, and we are going to be discussing T.I. 
versus Godfrey. Is this comedy beef? We'll tell you what the two of them had to say about each other. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I want to say good morning to all the Lyft and Uber drivers out there. Good morning to you guys, man. You okay. guys have a tough job. You deal with uh, uh, so many different personalities when people come in your car. So I just want to say good morning to you guys. You've how been much do you tip when you do the tips? Um, it depends. It depends how good the Uber driver was, how friendly they were, how nice they were, if they waited, this, that, and the other. So if they were good, what do you tip? Uh, I tipped a, a, a older lady in Cleveland $50. Mm-hmm. Um, she was working late. She said this was her third job. She had a bunch of kids, so I uh, tipped her 50 But usually uh, it depends on, on the ride. Okay. All right. But let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Tasha K. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right, well, Tasha Kay, and she's the YouTuber that got sued by Cardi B and has to pay $4 million for making up stories saying that Cardi has a STD and all kinds of things about her. She said that Cardi B was a drug abuser. And so uh, she did an interview with Kendra G and Kendall Kendall, and here's what she had to say about the money that she owes. Is Tasha Kay worth that amount of money to pay that? I ain't got it. But listen, um, we have business uh, things in place that takes care of things like this. Now, of course, um, the appellate court and the Supreme Court is in process right now. So that yes. is that is true. You, you're not gonna you're not trying to pay that yeah. four million. You're gonna do the appeal. No, no, no. That's what the appellate court. <laughs> Who's trying to pay four million dollars? Who? You got it? Can, can the let me borrow? I get uh, Listen, that YouTube, but that YouTube money is 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 big checks. I thought it, it, it's good, but I got two children. <laughs> Now, I saw Cardi B posted, think it's a game, but trust, I'm going to come for everything, B-B-H-M-M. As, as she should. It's I mean, you had my mercy. money. You said it was, uh, you, had, you had children, but you, you ain't think about that when you slandered. So, yeah, no, uh-uh. But I, I, I will, I wonder hey, so, if, if, because she did it in an LLC, if that protects her a little bit. I wonder. No. No. So, uh, salute to uh, Kendra G and Kendall Kendall, too, on uh, this, this show, Social Society, with Reginae Carter and uh, Angela Simmons. Dropping the clues bombs for Social Society. Okay, now. And no, that doesn't protect her. Because free speech, that, uh, the one thing people should learn from all of this is free speech is sure not free. There's a price to everything that comes out of your mouth, and you cannot name that price. Well, I think he <laughs> was saying as, as far as being sued, like having to pay that money, if it's not her personal money, if it's in an LLC, and then she can... Yeah, that, that's why the reason I think she said, assets. yeah, she has businesses in places like that, you know. But who knows? Now, she also posted, Tasha K also said, listen, I'm flattered with all the Wendy compliments, but I have my own show. <laughs> we are legends in the making winos. Just look at everyone drinking wine now and trying to gossip. We are the culture. Now, I did not know people were trying to tap her to do the Wendy Williams show, but the truth is that the Wendy Williams show is officially coming to an end in June. According mm. to sources close to production, they exclusively told lovebscott.com that the Wendy show was being canceled at the end of June, and they said in the next breath they hired everyone to work on the new Sherry Shepard show. So it looks like Sherry Shepard's show will be starting uh, right after that. Now, according to Radar, they're saying producers of Wendy Williams show had tried to reach out to her and tell her to talk to her fans on social media so they she could tell her story, but she allegedly wouldn't return their phone calls. Sources are saying that producers have been begging Wendy for months to address her fans, to explain in her own words what was going on. 
They actually were willing to send a team of social media professionals down to Florida to film and edit a short video that could be posted all over Wendy's show accounts. But Wendy would just not speak to them. Now instead, behind their backs, she set up her own independent account because she doesn't trust anyone that works at her show. So Now, has all of this been uh, 100% confirmed yet? Well, Love B. Scott had the official about the Wendy show ending, and Radar are the ones that said that producers uh, were trying to allegedly uh, talk to Wendy and she wouldn't return their phone calls. Hmm. I'm saying, has it been confirmed by Dead Bar Mercury, though, the actual production company that does the show, are the networks? I uh, know, this is all, like I said, Love B. Scott is the person that broke the first story about Wendy being canceled and Sherry Shepard premiering in the fall. I will say Love B. Scott usually gets it right when they have these exclusives. So they said it's unclear what's next for Wendy, but not sure. Again, this is the rumor mm, report. Mm, mm, mm. All right, now Netflix has announced four new Dave Chappelle comedy specials. <laughs> What's so funny? Andy? I love it, man. <laughs> Dave is hilarious, man. Watching that show over the weekend, Dave, is he don't care, and he's funny as ish. All right. Well, Earthquake Legendary premieres on February 28th. Another special will spotlight Donnell Rawlings, and that's going to be coming out next month. So Donnell killed it, too. Yes, Absolutely should be exciting. And shout out to my girl, Ricky Hughes, who's also executive producing, along with Stan Lathan and Jermaine Smith, and, of course, Dave Chappelle. So congratulations. I love it, man. When you... When you're in a position of power to do things like that, to empower other people, you absolutely have to do it. And I mean, I love that Netflix has that model. Like, you know, Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish started it with the, with the They Ready, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and now Chappelle's following suit with Homecoming. I love it. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. We didn't even get to Godfrey and T.I., but we'll talk about that in the next hour. And shout out again to the whole Chappelle staff, because I, when I went to Cleveland, I went to the show and I had a great time. So... Shout out to them again. What's the lady's name? Heather? Oh, yeah, yes. Our girl Heather. And we I heard there's some interesting video about to drop about you. Yeah, they got me. All right. But let's get to the donkey. Who you giving your donkey to? Man, uh, today is 2222. It's a big energy day. And uh, we're all going to need all the positive energy that we can muster after we hear this story. Um, parents, be prepared to be pissed off. We'll talk about it. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. The General Insurance is a quality insurance company that has been saving people money for nearly 60 years. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy, and you should take a closer look at The General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Charlemagne, say the gang, dunk it other day. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit it with the heat. Uh, yes, yeah, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, February 22nd. Two, 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 two. Big energy day. Uh, this, uh, this will never happen again in our lifetime. Okay, salute to my good sister, Debbie Brown. Drop on the clues bonds for Debbie Brown. She was telling me how, you know, meditation should be extra potent today. That's why I did mine last night, soon as midnight hit. Heavy manifestation day. Today is a day to visualize your ideal life, what that feels like. Ask yourself what you want to be healed, okay? What do you want to work on? It's going to be a lot of energy transferred around today. So make sure you are putting out and receiving the right energy today. I'm telling you all of that because this next story, if you are a parent of a young child, it's going to absolutely shift your energy okay see donkey of the day is going to the kinder kinder care child care center in plantation florida what does your uncle charlotte always say about the great state of florida 
The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And this story just further solidifies that, okay? See, a Florida mother named Stephanie Martinez was picking her two-year-old up from daycare. You know what? I'm not even going to tell you the story. I just want I just want to react. Let's go to CBS 740 report, please. Stephanie Martinez's two-year-old daughter, Anna, left alone inside of a dark, locked daycare. This poor kid. Honey, I'm coming, okay? The mom going to kinder care in Plantation to pick up her daughter Wednesday evening. They know I get here around 6, 6.15, because I have to pick up my other son by 6. I get here. <laughs> Everything's shut, shut off, no cars, which is weird. Martinez, terrified, began banging on all of the windows. Finally, I heard something. She managed to push a chair next to the door to stand on it and call for my name. And that was the only reason I was able to see her is because she's shorter than the door. She got on the chair to say mommy. She's inside the daycare. She just came up to the door. She's inside by herself? Yeah, she's crying. She's inside by herself. Um, okay, honey. How old is your child? She's only two. Gosh. I'm coming, baby. Okay? She's traumatized. Last night, I couldn't turn off the light. She started crying. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Nah. <sighs> Salute to all the parents out there who understand how stressful it is to have young kids in daycare. Uh, we all suffer from parental paranoia. Parental paranoia is that anxiety, that fear you have when your kids are out and about in this world without you. Okay, especially when they're young and at school, at daycare. Man, this is the reason when you pick your kids up from daycare, you are there early, <laughs> waiting in that car line before they get out. Because I don't know how y'all brains work, but the way my anxiety set up, I'd be thinking of all kinds of stupid scenarios that could happen while those kids are standing out front waiting to get picked up, okay? When you are late and you know your kid is probably the last one left, that drives you crazy as a parent, okay? Here's one. When you're a little late and your child is the last one left and you pull up and they're not standing out front with a teacher for that split second, for that split second before you realize they right there in the lobby with the teacher, your heart drops. You can feel the cortisol in your body. You can taste it in your mouth. So imagine being Stephanie Martinez pulling up to the daycare, and when you get there, all the lights are off, and your daughter is locked in a room peering back at you from a, from a pitch black room? Nope. On a scale of one to Russia invading Ukraine, what kind of war are we about to have in this daycare? All right? Do you not know we are the generation raised off knuck if you buck? Who are you playing with? The only reason she was able to even see her child was because her child pushed a chair to the door, stood on it, and called her mom's name. The 911 operator couldn't even believe what she was hearing. They had to call firefighters to break down the door. I, let me tell you something. I need every parent who has kids at this daycare to figure out somewhere else to take their kids. Every single child should be removed from kinder care, child care center. We trust teachers. We trust daycare workers with our most precious asset, our children. Don't take the responsibility of watching our children if you are not about that life. This is one of the reasons I'm really thinking about homeschool. I simply don't trust people anymore. All right, these aren't the same humans we grew up with. I keep telling y'all about repressive fragmentation because it's true, something in this era has absolutely changed our attitudes, our values, and our beliefs. Why would an adult, a responsible adult, who knows the duties of the job, do something so heinous, so egregious, so detestable, so reprehensible, so odious, and whatever, whatever other cinnamon, synonym, I said cinnamon? Synonym, T.I. or Stephen A. Smith could come up with to describe something so wicked, all right? 
I really feel like my grandma when I say I ain't never seen a time like this. All right. People have no morals, no values, no integrity. And they are really about self in a way that I have never seen before. They say it takes a village to raise a child. Not nowadays. Who the hell trust in the village? That trust, mutual respect and sense of community is gone. And this story proves it. Please let Remy Ma give Kinder Care Child Care Center in Plantation, Florida, the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker! are you dumb? All right, well, let's open up the phone. Now, how, could you, how, hmm? how, how could you keep your kids in that, in that daycare? You can't. No how? way. No way you can't. <laughs> don't these, do these daycares have, like, accreditation and stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Shouldn't they, right? Yes. But, but you know. I don't know. I would, I would have to ask my wife, but I feel like. was two. Two years old. Two. Yeah, I feel like if, if, mm-hmm. if these daycares have accreditation or whatever, it should be taken away. You cannot tell me Absolutely. that this is a place I can trust to have my kids in after hearing this story. And I, ain't I know there's the two sides to every story. No, there's no, no two sides to this story. And I ain't got to wait for the firefighters. Either. That's what I'm saying. No, there's always two or three sides to no. a story. I just don't know what the other side Mm-mm. could possibly be in this situation. I really don't. No. Nope. Well, let's talk about it. You're a parent. What do you do at this situation, huh? What happens? What's your thoughts? 800-585-1051. Now, I will say this. This is not an excuse. But there's been times when, let's say, I'm going to pick up my daughter and maybe I'm running a little late. And the teacher usually says, well, if you're not here by a certain time, I have to leave because I gotta pick up my child. So I know that happens. Now, how you gonna say? How you gonna say there's no other side to the story and then give give another example? Because you still don't leave that two year old there. You take the two year old with you. You drop that two year old over the police station. You drop it off at a, a fire department. Something. You do not leave a two year old in a building by themselves with the lights. I off. agree. I got a, my five year old Brooklyn would not let you leave her there, and she's five. She coming with you. She grabbing your leg. You are not leaving her in the dark. So did they Man, not, not traumatize that little? What happened? Huh? Like, did they not Somebody know had to the two-year-old was inside the teacher? I don't understand how that could even happen. Somebody had to leave her. Mm. Well, Somebody had to leave that little girl. Like, that 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 that, that was intentional. And, let, and let's say they they, for, they they didn't see it. They didn't know. That's still why. You should know where all your students are. That's even worse. You just don't know little mm-mm, girls hanging mm-mm, around. Mm-mm. You didn't see the mom or dad pick her up, or auntie or uncle, or brother or sister, or nanny, none. Well, let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Pick up the phone, baby. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, uh, Charlemagne gave donkey today to who? Oh, man. The Kinder Care Child Care Center in Plantation, Florida. Salute to our guy, uh, Logic, who runs the boards for us uh, in Miami. On 103.5 in Miami, uh, he says he actually lives near uh, this this daycare center. But we gave them donkey today because they left a two-year-old child, a two-year-old child in the daycare by herself. Stephanie Martinez, the parent, came to pick her up and saw her two-year-old child sitting in a dark room crying by herself. Now, are we 100% sure that this person left the baby there and like he said, the baby wasn't hiding, wasn't in the bathroom? Are we 100% sure? We don't know. What are you talking about? 
I have no idea. I don't think that she would be filing a lawsuit uh, against the daycare company if they weren't at fault in some way, shape, or form. I, mean, they I haven't seen they any. Fault regardless. I mean, no. I would sue anyway if, if they forgot my child or if they if they didn't find it. But I'm just curious. I think they're well, investigating. I, I they said it. I haven't. They said the um, staff members involved are on administrative leave while they look into the concern uh, further and are investigating. And they also are taking immediate steps to ensure this kind of thing doesn't happen again. Mm. Yeah, and, and the Kindercare uh, Learning Company, they sent out a statement that said it would retrain staff. <laughs> it would retrain staff on proper supervision protocol in wake of the incident. And they're thankful that uh, the young the young girl was found safe. That's all you got for me? <laughs> yeah, that's all you got? Me. Literally, that's all you got? All right, so we're asking 800-585-1051. What would you do? I mean, I'd have broke the window. I'd have said, baby, step back. Step back, baby. Take, take a step back. I'd have broke that window. We'd have got my baby out. And then and whatever that teacher was, they're going to owe me or my wife five minutes. If it's a man, you owe me five minutes. If it's my wife, you owe her five minutes. You're not going to leave my two-year-old. Like, I don't think people understand. Two. Two years old. Yeah, two, two is two. Is two. Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like today is two, 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 <laughs> two, two, two. Two is two. Okay, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you expect. I, I really don't know what I don't know, man. Oh my I'm just goodness. confused about this whole situation because I really don't understand what type of world we live in anymore. We always say it takes a village to raise a child. That village is gone because you can't trust people in the village anymore. <laughs> people don't think like you do, and that's fine. But I mean, just simple values, simple beliefs, like. Who the hell would leave a two-year-old at a daycare center when your job is to be responsible for these little kids? That's your job. That's what you get paid for. And now what would you do, ye? I mean, I can't even imagine having to wait for somebody to come and open that door. I don't know. I, I don't even care whose kid. You see a little child and she looks so traumatized when you see the video and the pictures. Like... I don't even know what you can do. You'll be trying to break that door down. Yeah, but I, yeah, that too. But then you don't want to risk breaking the glass and then accidentally cutting the young girl because she's two years old. Even telling her to back up, back up, back up, she may not fully understand that. All right, well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Aziza Khabibi again. Good morning. What are your thoughts? Good morning. So my thoughts are, um, that's ridiculous. That whole situation is absolutely ridiculous. I had a child in a daycare center here in New Jersey. And one time I went to pick my son up and they brought me out a different kid. So I Whoa. don't know what some of these daycare centers, what they're monitoring or they're registering or keeping track of the children are like, but um, it, it's just, it's horrendous sometimes. And parents need to know what their rights are and be involved with the Department of Human Services and also social services and deal with the situation. That lady needs to sue. That lady needs to sue. Absolutely. She's suing. Yeah, she is suing. Yeah, she's suing. She's suing. Okay, all right. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I would say this too. You know, it's like you said earlier, it takes a village sometimes. I remember being a kid and my mom being late. And it was always a, a, a you know another parent that'd be like you know what I'll take Rashawn until you get home and my mom would do the same thing even now with my kids if if my wife gets there and one of the parents are not there my wife would be like you know what I'll take him you just come to the house and get him and but it should be a village but I never leave a child in let me tell you something my, my my beautiful grandmother who passed away in 2006 her name was Rosalie Ford McKelvey Monk's Corner South Carolina she used to say not nah, I ain't never seen a time like this and guess what. In 2022, I'm saying I ain't never seen a time like this. I don't trust no damn village. I trust my people. 
but just I'm just talk about I'm, when we say village, we mean just the uh, uh, a random person who. And it's not even a random person. She works at the daycare. Or they work at the daycare. That's their job. Yeah, that's their job. So if you can't trust them, who could you trust? Hello, who's this? Listen. Hello, this is Tiffany. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Tiffany. Ooh. I hear, I hear the voice. nothing buck in your voice. Oh, Lord. I had to calm down before I, before I talk to y'all. I'm turning the whole daycare upside down. Okay? <laughs> mm. Everybody getting lined up. <laughs> Everybody getting pimp flat. And the director... Got to see about me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Let's on a scale of one to Russia invading Ukraine, what kind of war are we about to have? She said twenty. Yeah, twenty. But but Tiffany, calm down. We had the daycare. What? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> ma- oh, <laughs> Tiffany, calm down. Your blood pressure's high right now. Calm down. Breathe, breathe, yeah. sister. Breathe. Yes. Today okay. today is two 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 two. So you can manifest whatever kind of energy you want. So don't hold on to this. Don't hold on to this. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm shaking. Hold, okay, I'm calm. I'm calm. I'm getting calm. And, and Tiffany, yeah, I might need your number. Just, I might need your number because it looks like you done slapped a couple people before. Ooh. So I might need you on, on, just in case. Ooh. Listen, I'm, I'm praying for that mother and and the baby because Same. I cannot imagine. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. Somebody getting their ass with. Yo, okay, Tiffany. Yo, that, 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 that two-year-old girl is so traumatized right now. Like, I guarantee you she don't want to be left in the room alone. No. Like, she's going to have trouble sleeping. Yes. And we already know it's already hard enough to put down these toddlers and, and, and get them to go to sleep without their nightlight and everything Bro, else. She's not she going not to wanna be left in her room with no door closed. She don't want to go back to daycare. Could you imagine the next day you're going to drop me back off? No. I'm not getting out that car. Well, they should... There should be no kinder care, child care center no more. We need to get rid of that. We're Putin when we need him. 800-585-1051. What's your thoughts? Call us up. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know in there. I know in Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Charlemagne gave Donkey the day to who? Kinder Care Child Care Center in Plantation, Florida. They left a two-year-old girl after school by herself. All the teachers, all the administration, everybody left. When the mother, Stephanie Martinez, pulled up to the daycare, all the lights were off, and her daughter was locked in a daycare, peering back at her from a pitch black room. All right, so we're asking, what do you do in that situation, you're a parent? Hello, who's this? How you doing? It's Latif from Brooklyn. Hey, Latif, what's up, man? What's your, what's your, uh, what's your opinion? Oh, uh, man, I got a four-year-old, and of course, at some point, she was two. So I can't even imagine how I would feel as a parent. But I feel like the daycare center, they should be held accountable for that. It's like, you know, how could you leave somebody's kid in the dark? And who knows how long she was in the dark, you know? You're right. They said it was eight minutes. They said that last, they had left eight minutes before... Um, the parent came. Eight minutes to a two-year-old? No, that's, I mean, that's, that's a long that's, time. I'm just telling you what it was. That's like forever. That's yeah. like Absolutely. Forever. In the dark, eight that's minutes? Forever. That's forever. That's forever for us as parents. Like when when you're late picking up your kid from daycare, even school, every single second, every minute feels like, oh my God, what could happen in that moment? All you think about is your child standing outside, you know, with the teacher or without the teacher, depending on how old they are, and it drives you crazy as a parent. Yeah, I mean, you that's have, why we get there early. You have in in a car with your kid, and you drive five minutes, and your kid goes, "Are you there yet?" 
Could you imagine eight minutes for a kid by themselves man, in the dark? Man, come on, oh, man. Hello? Come on, man. Yolanda, good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good. Now, you work at Kinder Care, right? Yes, I worked at Kinder Care for over 10 years. Not the one years. Not the one we talking about, though. No, I worked in Columbia, South Carolina. Tell yes. us. Talk to us. What's the 803. Protocol? What's the protocol? <laughs> well, for number one, whoever left that child there would be fired. Um, I am just really amazed that that happened in Kinder Care. Kinder Care was one of the top daycares that you would want to put your child in for number one. Um, you sign your kids in and you sign your kids out. So the director, the assistant director, and also the head teacher needs to be jobless. Uh, that was unacceptable. Okay. And nowadays, you're right. I am scared to even put my children in a daycare because people do not care about kids like they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. It's just amazing. And for something like this to happen, it's unbelievable. A two-year-old child, you are to watch kids at all given times. That child should have never been left alone. And I can kind of believe what happened because they said the child was left in the law. The child was playing. You were probably down to two kids at that time and you're combining kids in classrooms. So you didn't go back and you didn't do proper protocol. You didn't walk to that school. You didn't check your, your, your classrooms. You didn't shut your classrooms down properly. And at the end of the day, that child was left in the classroom unattended. So the director, the assistant, and that head teacher needs to be fired. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. They're not. They're not going to be allowed to work with kids again. Also, so what's what's the protocol when it comes so, so, to kids leaving? Like, because I know a lot of times kids might hide. They might do this. They might do that. So, what's the protocol usually when when you know to make sure that there's nobody left in the building? You are to sign your kids in and out. Anytime you move a child to a bathroom, on a bus, anything, you have a roll sheet that you that have to face with you 24-7. You check out each child's name, and as you as a teacher, you know how many kids are in your classroom. So each time a child leaves, it automatically hits your head. I have one down, so if I had seven kids, now I have six. So you have control of that, and you have a sheet of paper that if DSS walk into that facility, you can tell them how many kids you have before you can count. Because each time you move, you're counting your kids, and you're doing a regular count throughout the day. Okay. Well, thank so, you so much. Okay. So, so, so I'm I'm glad to know that Kinder Care is a reputable company. So that means Stephanie Martinez is going to get a nice big check because they are a legitimate company. Mm-hmm. And if Kinder Care is a legitimate company that has you know daycares all throughout the country, there's only one thing to blame for this: Florida. You stupid. It's Florida. You stupid. It's Florida. It's Florida. Nothing in Florida is like anywhere else in the freaking world. If you take the responsibility of being there for these children and you take the responsibility of watching these children, us as parents, we're trusting you. When that trust is violated, I don't know how you I don't know how we can ever go back. I, I could never trust kinder care or any daycare ever again when something like this happens. This, I'm telling you, this is why I really think about homeschooling my kids, yo. All right. All right. Now we got rumors on the way, E. Yes, and I know we were going to do this earlier, but let's talk about Godfrey and T.I., why they had a back and forth. Also, Tank, as he's preparing his last album, some people aren't calling him back. We'll discuss. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning. Hey, good morning. Happy Yo. Tuesday. It's Happy not a Tuesday. Monday. Yeah, and you know what? Let me shout out to Zab Judah, you know, boxer at Zab Judah. He opened up a, a boxing ring out in uh, California where he's training uh, young individuals trying to keep kids off the street. So I saw, uh, spoke to him over the weekend. So shout out to Zab Judah. All right? Mm-hmm. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk T.I. 
This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. All right. Well, T.I. and Godfrey had a bit of a back and forth. Now, it all started with Godfrey commenting on T.I. doing stand-up. And I guess when T.I. was doing stand-up, Godfrey was the headliner, but somehow T.I. ended up going on after him. So so it's his town. Atlanta's his town. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I didn't go in to watch. Yeah. I didn't go in to watch T.I. because as a headliner, no one's supposed to go up after you. Yeah. Right. But as there's a code in comedy that I follow. I'm not watching what you can't do better than me. Yeah. You're not a comedian to me. You you're working your way. I give him you're he's taking it seriously. I don't know how long he's going to do that. All right. Well, TI took to his Instagram to respond to this. Here's what he said. Bro, I'm not your opponent. You talking about, you know what I'm saying, you've been doing this and, and, and how long you've been doing it and 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 for somebody to come on after you after you were headlining Hey, bro, you know how many comedians it is out there rapping right now? You said in your little interview, is you said that he's not a comedian. And had you taken the time to come to the stage, which you said that you would not do and you should not do, but I, I disagree, mm. you would have heard in my set, I say, I'm not a comedian. I'm a superstar. That's the difference. I'm still tilt. The same they said couldn't be the king of the South, and that's why I'm the king of the South today. So look, man, let's everybody, man, coexist together. Okay. I get why. I like how Ti said. Ti said. Ti said in your little interview. In your little interview. <laughs> little interview. But I get why Godfrey would be a little upset. Not the fact that Ti was on the show, but if I'm a closer, right? If I'm finishing the show and it's my show and I'm supposed to be the ender, and then somebody comes after, doesn't matter who they are, I would feel a way. Like I, I couldn't see oh, no, Dave I, Chappelle I, I, doing a show and the closer. He, he's the closer. He finishes. He's the headliner. He's the headliner, and then somebody comes after him on his show. I, that would be a little strange. Well, Chappelle, uh, well, Ch- Chappelle does let people perform after him. But you know what's interesting? I would ask Godfrey if it was Dave Chappelle or if it was Chris Rock or let's say Eddie Murphy and they just walked in the comedy club and wanted to go on even after the headliner was done. I wonder if he would have a problem mm, with it. You're right. Yeah, right. so That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? I think it's I think it's a lack of respect for for T.I. As, as a comedian. Now you say it like that because... Which you, I understand if I'm Godfrey. But you don't want to follow Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock either though. Mm-hmm. I remember when um, when Donnell was taping his special in Charlotte, he was like, I had to tell Dave to stop coming on before me to introduce me because kind of ruins the flow of things, I guess, for him. So after that, he let him come on after him. Mm. So I guess it just depends on what the situation yeah, is. Yeah, it just depends on who it is. That's all. Right. all. It's a respect thing. I get, I get what Godfrey's saying. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a respect thing. I'm Godfrey, a seasoned comedian, T.I., should not be coming on after me since I'm the headliner. But if it was, if it was an OG like like I said, a Chappelle, a Rock, or Eddie Murphy, I think he would he wouldn't have it's a problem. A with that. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. It's like a surprise. I don't want to speak for him. Right. All right. Uh, you know, some people don't like going on last either. Like some people feel like if you wait to the end, comedians. Yeah, yeah. Some people hmm. would rather not go last. I know artists do. I didn't know about comedians. All the big comedians that I. I I watch. They all go on last. Whether it's rock, some people Dave like Chappelle, being like in the you know in the middle at the height of things because then people if it's a long show especially, and mm. there's like a whole lot of people going on before you. By that time, people are tired. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. Now Tank posted 
Uh, shout out to all my R&B constituents who do it for the culture of R&B that understand that doing this together is bigger than hoarding our own individual moments. The ones who don't pick up when I call, I still love you. My line is still open for the win. As I close out this last album, it's kind of bittersweet. I think about the calls I made to continue the connection of R&B camaraderie and all the calls that weren't returned. It doesn't hurt because I needed them. It just hurt that making good music together has become about something other than the music. I'm one of the best ever at what I do right now as we speak, but that has never been a reason for me not to work with anybody. So he did say the sweet is in the calls that were returned. And Tank is definitely great at what he does as mm -hmm. an artist, as a songwriter. He's been in this business for a long time. I didn't realize this is his last album. Yeah, I didn't know that either. But yeah, you should want to work with him on his last album, mm -hmm. at least. All right, now um, Snoop Dogg and Diddy are teasing a long-awaited Death Row and Bad Boy Records collaboration. You ever would have thought that this would happen. But as you know, Snoop Dogg has acquired Death Row Records. He had a conversation with Diddy. Diddy told him, congratulations, King. Great move, great move. You taught me how to, um, and he said, you taught me how to play chess, not checkers. So now we can do what we want to do, Death Row and Bad Boy. We've been doing it. And... You know, Snoop is saying, come on, Puff, I'm going to put it in the air. Quit playing with me. I'm going to put it in the air. I think that's great. Yes. And I see Snoop is also modeling for Gucci now. So I've seen that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a nice picture too. I enjoyed, you know, it looks dope. Snoop does it all. Mm -hmm. I wonder who distributes Death Row. Is it still Interscope or will it be Def Jam now because Snoop has to deal with Def Jam? Curious. Yeah. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. And he's been doing all those NFTs, right? Mm -hmm. And made a whole lot of money already. And speaking of NFTs, here's the story for us. We are doing a Breakfast Club exclusive NFT with one of. So we're excited because we're doing our own F NFTs and it's all based on the Breakfast Club. And if you guys don't know one of, we talked about them previously. Um, you know, they've been doing these NFT drops in the music business. So right now they're doing something with Corday. You can check it out at oneof.com. Mm -hmm. And that actually drops today at 2 p.m. The collection is called Identity. And so it's his hoodies, shirts, jackets, accessories interpreted with pop art surrealism. But we're going to have more info about the Breakfast Club NFT coming in the next few weeks. And we'll be talking NFTs on NFT Tuesdays and surprising you with new drops. So make sure you keep listening. And you can also check out oneof.com. It's your chance to collect and own a piece of the Breakfast Club. All right. All right. And that is your rumor report. All right. Well, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Put an end to junk sleep. Shop Mattress Firm's Black Friday sale and unjunk your sleep today. Save up to $500 on top-rated brands, plus pair the mattress of your dreams with a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase. See or visit a store for details. Charlamagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. What we doing? Listen, man, you know every day during Black History Month, we drop a, a daily episode called I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network hosted by my guy, Guy B. Dot. And in today's episode of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, we are going to celebrate black women. All right, find out how black women help create the global positioning system called the GPS. Listen. B. Dot here, and yes, I'm in the Golden Triangle, still observing some of this beautiful African-American architecture right here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Today's episode of I Didn't Know, Maybe you didn't either. I had to sit it down it. 
because I have a question for you. What are gonna be our traditions, y'all, for Juneteenth? How? How are we celebrating Juneteenth this year? Now I know, some of you have no clue what Juneteenth is. I mean, they just started recognizing it federally last year. January 1863, good old Abe Lincoln signed that Emancipation Proclamation. That guaranteed that black folks was no longer slaves. Weeds was free. Now, it took two and a half years for the memo to get to Texas. You know, because we had no cell phones. And, and, and there was no uh, email. Uh, and there were no carriers. Uh, there was no flight mail service. Uh, there was nothing but God <laughs> and free labor. So they just had to wait and wait they did for two and a half years until June 19th, 1865. And that's when the black folk of Texas were told, hey, you're no longer slaves. You no longer have to work for the white man. And they celebrated. They had parades. They had festivals. They ate so good. They ate so good. So I ask you, what are we going to do? Are we going to have parades? I know we're going to support black business. Every episode of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, I wore a black designer. I'm challenging you to tell me, what are we doing for Juneteenth? Let me know. Leave it in the comments. I'm going to read through all of them. How we celebrate it's gonna be festive as hell this year. I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. I didn't know. All right. Well, happy Black History Month on this two 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 two. Not that's too many twos. Two two that's two, right. two two two. It'll be six. Yeah, two 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 two, two five. That's five five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So please uh, make sure you download I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network available everywhere you listen to podcasts. All right. When we come back, we got the positive note. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Again, I want to shout out to everybody that was out in Cleveland that I ran into. Just want to say salute and uh, shout out to the city of Cleveland. Show me so much love. And uh, Zanzibar is a black-owned restaurant out there. Uh, amazing. This is the first time I've had Kool-Aid in like 15 years. <laughs> they have different Kool-Aids on their menu. So it was, it was actually dope. I, it, it was good. So I had to, you know, run back to the hotel because I had to burn off those calories. But shout to Zanzibar in Cleveland. Great restaurant, black owned, great food. So shout to them. Yeah, speaking of black-owned restaurants, I was finally home for the weekend for the first time in a long time. So I actually, for the first time, went to uh, two black-owned restaurants in Brooklyn. One is right across from the Barclays. It's called Charm Bar. The food was amazing. And then the next day, I went to Savvy Bistro. So shout-out to both of them. I had a great experience. I was so happy to be home and be able to go out and do those things. I've been meaning to hit up these restaurants for quite some time. Y'all know I love supporting these businesses, these black-owned businesses in Brooklyn. And so that's what I I did over the weekend. Yeah, and shout out to uh, Derek Lewis and, and the whole team at Pepsi Mountain Dew. Uh, appreciate you guys, man. We had a great time at Super Bowl and a great time at All Star. So uh, salute to you, Derek Lewis. What up? All right, tomorrow, get ready. We are going to join in a celebration of all things black. iHeartRadio Living Black 2022, which is empowered by AT&T, will be paying homage to the creators, artists, actors, and black leaders who are shaping the culture and also telling the untold stories that make the black experience so rich and meaningful. We've got performances by Lizzo, Big Sean, Her, Moneybag Yo, and Ari Lennox. We also will take you to the kitchen table with Saweetie and Tabitha Brown. Check in with the LGBTQIA Acceptance Brunch, and we're going to shine the spotlight on phenomenal 
black women entrepreneurs. And you can also sit in on a black family game night and talk about what keeps the relationship strong. Have an open, honest, and much-needed conversation about mental health in the black community. You will be able to watch live on TikTok and also listen on iHeartRadio stations across America tomorrow. So don't miss iHeartRadio Living Black. It's all empowered by AT&T. I know you had a good time, Envy. I did. Sure did. Yeah, shout out to the Ellis's we take with them. So I can't wait for you guys to check it out. Yes, and you know, I did my thing at my coffee shop, Coffee Uplifts People, and I spoke to some amazing black entrepreneurs, uh, black women entrepreneurs who I've actually done some work with in the past and been introduced to who I wanted to celebrate and uplift. All right, well, definitely check that out tomorrow. Now we got the positive note. I do, man. The positive note is simply this. Uh, today is two, 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 two. This will never happen again in our lifetime. Big energy day. Big day of manifestation. Make sure you meditate today. Make sure you see your vision clearly today. Manifest it. Feel it. Talk about it. Act like it's here because it is. Okay? You can, of course, manifest your dreams every day, but why not make a special effort on two, 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 two. If you heard Jess Hilarious saying that, good. Happy Manifesting Day. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?